Okay, so today is the very first episode of Chasing Happiness. It's like not really the first episode because there was that pilot episode. This is the first interview episode. And today I sat down with Michael. He is one of my sister's friends that she met. And Michael is deaf. So this podcast episode is going to be a little bit different than all the other ones. So Michael can't hear me, but he can read my lips. And... So he is reading my lips and answers. So he speaks. It's complicated, but... So yes, he reads my lips. He speaks in reply to the questions that I ask. And my sister is here as well. So she can um, sign anything in case Michael doesn't catch me quite right. But he's really good. And he did just fine in this podcast episode. He does speak a little bit quieter, though, because he's deaf. So he doesn't necessarily know the gauge of his voice and loud he is. So he tends to speak a little bit quieter. So if you can't hear him that well, I'm sorry. Um, also just working on the technology behind all of this. Hopefully after a month of podcast episodes, the audio and technology behind it will be a lot better. So just want to give those fair warnings in advance. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoy the episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Okay, so, Michael, thanks for meeting with me. <laughs> Will you just um, introduce yourself, your name, age, where you're from, what school you go to, just, yeah. Uh, my name is Michael Flasher. I, uh, I'm from Houston, Texas. Uh, I'm 21 years old. Um, I go to BYU. Cool. What are you studying? Uh, right now, I'm not declared, but I'm thinking about a major in cybersecurity. Okay. That's cool. Actually, that's really maybe cool. Maybe mine and family history, if I'm good at it. Okay. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> who's, who's really good at family history? Um, okay. Describe yourself in three words. Interesting. Kind. Selfless, maybe. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah. Um, and then, like, what's your a life motto or a statement that like you live by? Uh, good question. Um, in high school, um, in leadership class, there's a sign on the wall, and it's it's like in Texas, it's like a non-member school, mm-hmm. and so I thought it was really interesting. I really like it a lot, and. Ever since I saw it, I just have to buy it. Mm-hmm. And the quote says, you want to be happy for an hour, go watch TV. Or you want to be happy for a day, go to amusement park. And you want to be happy for a lifetime, go out and serve others. And that really impacted me ever since I saw that. So I wanted, I wanted to emulate that in my, in my life. That's awesome. Wow. I really like that. Um, why do you think that like impacted you as much as it has? I'm sorry. Why has that impacted you as much as it has? Because um, the statement just—I mean, uh, I don't know how to say it. That quote it just, it just brings truth to my to my to my soul, I guess. If that makes sense. Um, like, true happiness is something that we can't just like. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, always, I just want to be happy because, like, I struggled being happy in the past. And when I saw that, all that, the, the way to be happy and serve other people. And at the same time, as a member of the church, and I have 
the knowledge stuff, when you lose yourself, you find yourself, and more, uh, it's not about you, it's about other people. So, I don't know, it just, it just rings bells to me. Mm-hmm. No, I really like that. Um, why has finding happiness been hard for you? In the past, um, <laughs> well, it's interesting because uh, some people, my mom would say that I've always been a happy kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, not always, well, I mean, I was a happy kid when I was growing up, but um, at the time uh, in my life, or middle school and high school, I struggled with making friends. I'm always lonely, and in high school, specifically in high school, I was very lonely all the time, and I was depressed, I was just lonely. Just, when you uh, walk to school, you want something next classes, you see other people around you just talking to each other. And I'm like, nobody's walking to me in class. And nobody to talk to. I talk like very few <coughs> words each day. I always felt lonely. And uh, I just didn't know how to find the happiness in my life. I, I looked for notes to do what to achieve the happiness I desire. And just basically I was always sad and lonely all the time in high school. And yeah. What helped you find happiness? Uh, when I went on a mission, I, um, I started to learn, understand the gospel better because of ASL. But at the same time, my understanding grew over time. Because of my understanding, I realized that the only way to achieve true happiness is when you obey the commandment of God. And I t- I'm truly learn that way. Has ASL helped you find happiness? Yes. Yeah. Because it's given me understanding of life. Yeah. Um, can you share a little bit about your story of like growing up deaf and learning ASL on your mission and everything? Sure. Okay. Um, sure. Uh, I've got to think about it. Where's the story? <laughs> no, you're good. So, well, okay, sorry. Let's just, let's just start very beginning. Um, Perfect. <laughs> Now, like, when I was born deaf, my parents found out that I was deaf. Mm-hmm. About 18 months old, and they, they didn't want anyone to sign in the house. So I pretty much learned English to speak in the house with them. Kind of ironic if they sent me to a deaf room here where I learned sign language there. But, um, it, it was going okay, it was going well. But in middle school, they gave me the option that I want to in school. I didn't want a interpreter because I was afraid of other bears being only deaf in class and get all my attention. I hate the attention from other people. Mm-hmm. And I never liked attention. I don't want to be the only person in class. I don't know. I just didn't want. I just, I just hate attention. And I, I don't want the people to look me differently than other people. I want to be a normal kid. But as life goes on, I. In middle school and high school was very difficult because I choose not to have interpreters because in the hearing culture, what we, that's what we call the hearing culture, uh, uh, so I had to, because of the culture I was raised in, and in the hearing family, I, I just want to be a normal kid. And so I struggled a lot because when you're deaf and in English, when, okay, when you're deaf, and you have a spoken language. When you use a spoken language in Indian languages, you use words to create an understanding of something. But, of course, when you're deaf, you miss words. 
So I always lacked understanding. I never felt smart in my life. Never. I just felt dumb. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then in high school, um, mainly I struggled in high school, just because I was, I was alone, I was very depressed. But there was a time where I had suicidal thoughts and other depression I had seen a year in my high school. But what, what is your, what, what, what do you really want to add on those? Because that was a past experience, but I might, I might mention later, I don't know. But, but then, when I went on a mission, and seemingly, uh, what, I, I've already, what I've already said, because of ASL, it, it really fills a gap in my life. And, like, I, I don't know, I, I finally had an understanding the first time in my life, that really changed everything about my life. And as soon as I, I gained understanding of life, and everything in general, everything changed. I realized that I, I was a deaf child of God. I think all along, you need to be uh, someone else, a human need to be. And as soon as, as soon as I accept that, I, uh, I mean, things change. But really, that's a simple thing. I don't know why nothing comes to my mind about my past experiences, but long story short is that I understand that life is hard. Yeah, but there's a way to get through it. That's awesome. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Kelly's told me a little bit, but I am grateful that you were able to like, share more of your story. So thank you. Um, how do you f- define happiness? Oh no, I never thought that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not for sure because I feel like happiness is more to do with than something and that's something I can describe in words. Mm. I don't know how to find I'm not sure because it's more of a feeling than mm-hmm. something I can describe in words. Okay. No, that's fair. What makes you happy? Uh, what made you happy? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, okay, yeah. I don't want to come out of my mind. Uh, in the past, in middle school, when I struggled a little bit, um, there's a time where, okay, so, so I'm in the school, I, I really struggled a lot. Mm-hmm. Not as much as that. It may, it may not seem to be, but, uh, there's a time here in my life where I always get trouble by my youngest brother for no reason. And my youngest brother is a troublemaker, and he loves to be in trouble. Loves to be in trouble. Even like touching the shoulder. <laughs> You start fake crying, and I'm, my parents like, go to the room, and like, they're yelling at me. I'm like, are you serious? What? That happened like all the time. Mm-hmm. Sounds like my sister. <laughs> <laughs> happened all the time, and uh, it was a uh, kind of a hard, but one day it was just, I was just frustrated. And I'm, I mean, I'm like frustrated every single day, not trying to, not understanding what was happening class and stuff. I didn't know, I didn't understand enough. I need to do to understand the material. And, uh, so one day, I was just having a hard time. And, I then one thing left to another, my brother, he really just got in trouble. I turned to yell on, yell on, and go to my room. And, 
So I feel all the frustration and all the anger from my parents. I'm like, just so frustrated in my room and I, I really want to like kill, one, kill myself. And I had a fucking knife that I just ready to, to kill myself. I just died. I was just, all the frustration I had in that one moment, I just, I was done. I was like, just ready to, to, ready to kill myself. But this, this strange because the thought that came on my mind was marriage. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll be happy one day if I get married. I don't know. And I thought it was strange and then all my feelings, by the way. I thought it was really strange that, I don't know. What makes, I don't know, but what, what makes you happy is the future. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um. I remember talking to a friend once, and she, when she was younger, she's like, oh, I'm going to be happy when I'm 16 and can date. And then she was 16 and wasn't dating, and she's like, okay, I'll be happy when I'm in college. And then she's like, in college, and she's like, I'm still not that happy. And so it's cool that you can look to the future to, like, be happy now. And I think that is so important that we can, like, look forward with hope but then also, like, be happy in the moment. That's awesome. Do you have any questions you want to ask, Kelly? Okay. Um, I guess lastly, like, who inspires you in your life? Or what inspires you? Um, at this point in my life, what inspires me to, like, it inspires me, like, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, at this point in my life, uh, what inspires me about teaching the gospel and teaching the gospel, which is what, um, like, I don't know, how does it make Like, well, I don't know, the best way I can answer that question for right now in my life is just that. What inspires me, what inspires me most, which is that I want to be a good husband and father in the future. I just want to be a good looking, like, as a Christian holder, and I just aspire to be like Jesus Christ, and try to be like him the best I can. Have you found that, like, that inspiration source has made you be a good person today, and has made you be the person you are today? Can you repeat the question? Yeah. Um, so looking towards, like, Christ, and the gospel and just being a good person in the future, have you found that that has helped you be a good person today and like a happy person today? Because, um, at least on the gospel, um, uh, Jesus got to the way he like, the like, um, just doing what he would do every year and he would be the last uh, I, I truly feel joy in my life and, um, what inspired you to stay strong when you were struggling in middle school and high school? At that point in your life, did you feel that you had a strong testimony that you were relying on? Or was it more so your family or... Friends that you might have had? <clears throat> or just looking to the future is what made you want to work? Well, before my mission, it was more about looking to the future. 
what kept me going. And then now, after having a strong testimony in the gospel, uh, my perspective on life and understanding of life, understanding how the happiness changed. So, for the past, it's what I want to me forward, but now it's just more of a false hope. And try to be the best I can. Do you have any advice for people who are having a hard time, like, of how to find happiness or, like, to stay strong? Um, you never know when somebody is going through. Um, so always appointed to me kind to other people. You never know the smile they have that other people will save them. You never know the kind acts will save their life. And, you never know who's suffering, even our closest friends, you never know. And if you see the other people that might have a hard time, just let them know that everything will be okay, because in reality, everything will be okay, may not what you expect. But life is hard, but you can do hard things. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for like meeting with me today. I really appreciate it. Okay, wow. Michael and my sister just left and I I had no idea what he had gone through in his life. All I knew really about him was that he grew up deaf and he struggled with it, but I had no idea that he struggled with depression as well. And I am so grateful that we were able to speak and that he was so willing to meet with me and Michael's just honestly one of the nicest people I've ever met. One thing real quick that uh, Michael wanted to add to the end, he texted it to me. Um, he said, one thing I forgot to say in the interview is that with my experience in the past, I was sad and lonely, but I wanted to treat others the way I wanted to be treated. And I guess that helped me to become a good listener. And despite him being deaf, my sister says that Michael is one of the best listeners that she's ever had in her life because he is truly caring and he truly wants to be involved in other people's lives. And he's so focused on other people and not on himself. He is so selfless and so kind. And I am really excited for this journey that we are going to go on this next year of listening to these stories of people and their real stories and real people. They're not like Instagram influencers or bloggers or anybody. They're just your average Joe that I know and uh, that rhymed, but I, I'm just so excited to be able to share these stories with you guys and that these people are willing to share their stories with me. And so thank you so much for listening to this first podcast. It really means a lot to me and I will see you guys next week. See ya. This podcast was brought to you by no one. Don't have any sponsors. <laughs> Probably will never get a sponsor. But it was produced-ish by my sister Kelly. I'll leave us. Go Kelly. She helps with everything. Okay. Have a good week, guys. See you next week. See ya. Bye.